Hey, hey, and welcome to the latest issue of the Three Old Geeks Podcast. I am joined once again by the usual cast of characters and a very special guest star. First of all, the Ruinator, the Contrarian, the Numbers Guy, and the Keeper of the Intersect of Keith of Keith's Comics. Keith, how are you? Oh, I'm just fascinated watching Brian deconstruct Red Vines over here. So, having a good time. Amused. Could you eat like a human being? <laughs> Instead of a squirrel? You said quiet. Oh, God. And then, of course, the uh, man with the hole in his collection and who is always wrong, the pictures guy, the cloud prince collecting, and the dirty old geek, Brian needs one. Brian, how are you? Well, it appears that Brian was right about Batgirl. We'll get to that in the news. <laughs> we will get to that in the news. Credit that, that, will be given where credit is due. Holy shit, that is news. You were right. I was right. Yeah. And then, of course, our number one online fan and our returning champion, Mike. Mike, how are you? Doing great, doing great. Can't get, can't wait to get started. You said earlier that you felt like a red shirt can't today. To I do. I, I don't think you're making out of this one alive. No, I think it's going to be... Uh, uh, anything that results from Brian eating too much sugar, we're going to put it on you, Mike. Guilty as charged. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I'm, of course, the long-suffering world's oldest kid sidekick. I am the words guy. My name is Lance, and uh, they were very nice. They pulled guns on us. And welcome to another issue! Alright, well, I have to bring up my own news. Brian was right. Oh my god. That's so incredible. So last night I was watching the debut episode of the effervescent Yvonne Craig... Woo! Did As you have pants girl. on? <laughs> <laughs> I am not Brian. I'm just gonna well, say that. I wouldn't ask Brian. I know the answer to that one. I was pant. I was. I was wearing pants. Yes, I was. However, <laughs> the uh, Brian you had mentioned before that uh, that Batgirl was brought in to be a love interest for for Bruce Wayne yes. for Batman. We all thought you were nuts. And you are absolutely 100% correct. He was supposed to take her to the opera before she was kidnapped by the Penguin. Yes. Yeah. Which, uh, and then they they de-aged her. Probably to make it not weird in the comics. Yes. I still think you're nuts, so it's okay. I mean, you're nuts, but not not in in this particular occasion. So, mark it on the calendars, everybody. Brian was right for once. Yay! I don't even know what the fucking date is. July 17th. All right, do you have any news? Uh, uh, right. You know what? Really, the only news, um, and I'm just going to give it a plug, the uh, San Diego Comic-Con is next week, which is why I think that there is an absolute um, lack of news anywhere. I think it's just a vacuum right now waiting for uh, San Diego. Um, but Amanda Connor has a Kickstarter kicking off for uh, an art book. Uh, art book. Yeah, yeah. An art book, and uh, so check that out because I love Amanda Connor. Fair enough. Yeah. How's Thor doing in the box office? Anyone know? Uh, I have heard. Uh, I I haven't heard how it did in the box office. I don't believe it's going to be a billion dollar film. I could be wrong on that, just because of the strength of. of That's a lame character. Nobody likes Thor. He talks funny. He does. And that's a, a problem. Always. Um, I've just heard mixed reviews on the movie. I, I, I don't know what to think. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see it. 
Um, I think they blew an incredible premise for that. Gore is a great story. They could have done the whole thing and not fucked around. Well, they, without getting too much into it. I mean, the sales have dropped off uh, second week or third week. They just kind of fell off of the cliff. Yep. And I think it's just the way they they couldn't make up their mind how to do the movie. The word of mouth on it is horrible. Uh, and I knew that the, um, the storyline that they were using for Jane Foster, which was great in the comics, and if you haven't read it, check it out. It really was good. Who is Thor? They were combining that with Gore, the, the God Butcher, which is one I never read. Oh, it's a really good one. So they took two really good storylines <coughs> and just uh, mashed them together to make shit, which is normal. I thought James' storyline was still handled really well. Was it? Yeah. yeah I, I agree with that. It's just... It's, uh, it's the it's, comedy that's inserted yes. in there is, is off-putting. There's a lot of comedy, especially this. Dealing with someone with cancer, you're dealing with a god butcher, and then you have jokes. I mean, Throughout like, the movie. Like, like, yeah. Yeah. So. It, wow, just sold me, guys! <laughs> <laughs> All right, so for this week's version of the world famous Three Old Geeks Top 3 list, we're going to add another five minutes to the timer since we've got Mike sitting in on this one. Gentlemen. In uh, staying with the theme of our bad movie this week, what are your top three, and I don't know how we can do favorite, but what are your top three conspiracy theories, and I'm Brian, I'm, I'm waiting with bated breath on this one out of you. Should have had ten minutes. <laughs> and go! Okay, so these may not be uh, favorites. Well, no. for me they are. Uh, for some of them they are. Yeah. There are conspiracy theories within conspiracy theories. And, and so for number three for me is the JFK assassination. But not because you can go into a rabbit hole with this one forever. Oh, I, I did want to say that just because they're conspiracy theories doesn't necessarily mean that any of us believe these. Uh, mine are, I think, are going to be ironic ones because I think I'll explain well, but, but I just wanted to state that up front. We're not, we're not pushing these as conspiracy oh, theories. Yeah. But... Uh, the one I like for Kennedy is that the Secret Service agent shot him. That uh, that one has been my favorite. It's been the most plausible explanation for his death. And one that I really enjoy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a lot coming from the grassy knoll. Or you got him coming from the manhole. Or you got him coming from... Uh, what we can say is that Lee Harvey Oswald didn't do it. He just didn't do Obviously, it. Jackie Let it did. go. Jackie did. Well, except they got her on film. But they don't have the Secret Service agent that actually did it on film. And so that oh. is the one that I like the best. Because they were out drinking and whoring. <laughs> I'm telling you, Jackie had the little bra guns from uh, the little, Austin Powers. Yes, the Britney Spears uh, booby guns. Yeah, uh, but that's going to be, is the JFK, the, the Secret Service agent is the one who actually... Uh, I have not heard that one before. Gave the kill shot. Okay. Fair enough. It's a good one. Good, Mike. Okay. Uh, well, I wasn't sure which way we're <clears throat> going on this. And like you said, favorites doesn't seem to work on this. So I basically went uh, what I thought was the most known, the most fake, and the most believable conspiracy theories. Okay. And for me, uh, I heard about this one a few months back, and it's 
the most fake conspiracy theory is that birds aren't real. Oh, that's one of mine. So, they're all drones. Yeah. They're all drones. So they're all drones, and, and the reason I say it's, it's it. fake, not just because it's, it's, it's dumb, but there, there was a, uh, a, there's a guy, uh, he's 23-year-old, uh, let's call him a performance artist. Uh, yeah, Peter he did this on McIndor, purpose. He did this on purpose. Gave an interview to the New York Times, who ran with it, which kind of legitimized the conspiracy. A bunch of other news outlets picked it up, and his whole point of doing it, he's on record, has said, yes, we have been intentionally spreading misinformation for the past four years, uh, but it's with a purpose. It's about holding up a mirror to America in the Internet age. There you go. And even though he said that, you still have groups of people that are now forming clubs and (laughs) online chat rooms because they think birds are not real. That they sit on the power lines, they get energy from the power lines, that's how they're flying all the time. They, they, They need to come over to my house and see my neighbor's cat chew apart one and see the bones and go... That's not no. Around. That's that's part of how they make it. Oh, seem. the cat regurgitates. That's it's, how they it, make it's it. It's a robot seem. cat. No, they just throw. It's a robot cat. I mean, I actually and it has bones inside of it, and just. I actually heard this like on that. a on a local radio station going to work, and they were talking to the person that answers the phones. You know, the whatever that receptionist person is, and they said we heard her talking about this, and we had to ask her, and sure enough, she was adamant. That birds are not real. They're little robots, and they are spying on everybody. It's the people from the post office throw the frozen birds out in the yard so that cats can get them. And oh. then you see it, and you go, oh, look, at there's a bird skeleton. Obviously, birds are real. I saw a cat catch a bird and start shaking Okay, yeah. okay Keith. Yes. Just <laughs> drink mean, the Kool-Aid, Keith. Yeah. That's what they want you to believe. I mean, it, it's kind of odd that you can just kind of say anything, and then... People will grow and start to believe it. I That's can, been my job the whole time. But I, I can say Keith has a secret room in the back. Oh, don't start this. That, that if you go and move Thor's head and tip it back, there's a switch that opens up a door. And that's where he keeps all of his millions And that's of where he keeps his money. Oh, he keeps his mind control device in there so that that's why makes, I mean, That's why you guys are still buying this people buy shit. comic books, yeah. 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 So there, there's your. You notice you can't get cell reception in here. There's okay, your. We there's can talk about internet. number two in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> there's your. This, this whole thing's a big number two. There's your. Me. Yeah. There's your conspiracy theory. Okay. Make up anything you want. Lance. I'm. Oh, I'm gonna go going last. last. I'm going I, last. I went with like. All the most ridiculous, stupid ones. So that one was on my list. Oh, okay. Uh, my I guess my number three would be. Uh, they're putting tracking chips in the vaccine so they can I had that to, one too. give it to you because no one carries a fucking phone where they can track where you are. And you got to have put people mi- voluntarily telling you what they are doing yeah, at the yeah, moment. Yeah, you got you got to put a microchip in people to find out where they are. Keith, yeah. I'm disappointed in you. Everybody knows the vaccination is the mark of the beast. No, because I already had that one. I had, and, and this you one already had the mark of the beast. Yes, and this one that one didn't oh. battle this one, so it can't be. There's only one true mark of the beast. <laughs> well, look, he's got nine 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 tattooed on his scalp. We'll be all right until I stand on my head. It wasn't the bright beast. <laughs> huh? <laughs> all right, okay, well, I was gonna go ironic with this. However, now he's. 
Fine. I've been re- rethinking this, so... Oh, do it. I'm going to go with the ones that, until I became a jaded old man, I actually had a little bit of belief in. Wow, okay. Because I used to be like Brian and I used to follow conspiracy theories. Really? And I got to go with one of the oldest and the greatest, and that is Roswell. Took my number one. Sorry. But, um... I left that one off because I knew... I, I actually thought it would be you, but... No, but, I didn't go with Roswell just because it's a granddaddy. It's low... I, and Mike, I'm sorry, it's low-hanging fruit. If you really wanted to argue it, you can literally trace the advance in technology from 1947 where you get transistors and you get carbon fiber and you get uh, optic fiber and a bunch of other stuff that it's like... <laughs> If you think about it, it's basically science fiction and stuff and like saving that. Saving Hitler's head. <laughs> I actually had this as my number one as the most known was the Roswell one. Okay, so and that's it, your most known one. Right. All right, so I, I picked the low-hanging fruit there. But I, I did for a long, long time believe that, that you know, there, there was something to that until I just realized that humanity is just stupid and that, that, that we couldn't keep secrets like that. That somebody, some some hillbilly would just go out and in front of the nation with a UFO part or an alien head or something and say, hey, look what I got. I think there's some smoke there. Yeah. I do. I think someone's smoking something in there, but go ahead. Okay, so uh, my number two, uh, and you guys got to, because there's a new one. I'm going to share the new uh, one. I waited. I waited to share the new one until uh, I got to this point. Uh, and you guys know it's a favorite of mine. Uh, I'm going to put a little twist on it. Uh-oh. Yeah, and you heard it here first. It's going to curve on this one, huh? Yeah. So uh, for mine... It's kind of a, a, a Dr. Rich in that uh, it, it encompasses a lot. But uh, I'm going to go with the Mandela effect. Fuck you. You know. But now, wait a minute. I'm going to say that it's not uh, separate dimensions. I'm going to combine the Mandela effect with the glitch in the Matrix. As a glitch, glitch in the Matrix. Okay, so, so we're, we're, all all... Living in, we're all living in the Matrix and this is a glitch in the Matrix. Yeah, well, these things are so documented, you can't. You can't deny it. But the new one. Oh, I'm denying. That was my denial. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're de- of course you're one. denying them. Fruit Loops. It. I remember when that changed. I remember Fair commenting. I remember commenting on their, spend, their spelling Fruit Loops differently. I made the actual comment when I bought the Fruit Loops many years ago. But anyway, so uh, in the Hit Me Baby One More Time Britney Spears video, for those of us that remember... What color was her skirt? Never Red and black. I thought wasn't that the one where she wore the pink cat cat suit? No, that's no, wasn't it like a uh, red oh, okay. and black uh, Catholic schoolgirl kind of look? Right. Oh, yeah. I it was plaid. Plaid. Plaid, plaid. plaid schoolgirl. Yeah. No. It's now black. And even I looked up the Funko Pop. She's yeah. wearing a black skirt, so it's a black skirt. Everybody remembers the plaid schoolgirl because they were riffing on the schoolgirl thing, Catholic schoolgirl. But, uh, no, it's black. I remember that from Van Halen's Hot for Teachers. But instead of, I don't instead remember, of a... I don't remember a, it for that. Instead so, of a glitch in the Matrix, isn't it more more believable that, you know, the record company or Britney Spears people or somebody went and colored in the skirt so it's all someone, black? Someone would have the original then. That's my own problem with that. People have been recording things well, forever. Here is the here's where because this was on a TikToker is the one who uh, exposed this as the new uh, 
Mandela, but she has the Barbie, the Hit Me Baby One More Time Barbie with a plaid skirt. Okay. And everybody knows it's not a glitch in the Matrix. It's when they, they, they activated the CERN Super Collider. That's, it opened dimensions. It opened dimensions. I mean, but you're I obviously think, wrong about this, Brian. You're drinking the Kool-Aid. I think that it's it's actually a glitch in the matrix. I'm combining those two together. I'm the first guy that I've seen do this. I'm saying it's but I'm your saying, memory sucks. You're old. <laughs> no, I can't remember where no. my car keys are. So, but I remember, I remember what Britney Spears I, was wearing. I do remember the plaid skirt. Right. I don't. I've never even seen the video. So. Well, or else I did and forgot I saw the video, and that uh, to pull a line from they saved a, Hitler's brain, more's the pity. <laughs> <laughs> really, you're pulling a line. <laughs> I'm just saying that the Mandela effect was. All right, right, Mike. What is your number two? I picked uh, what I thought was probably the most believable conspiracy theory for me, at least, which was the whole Jeffrey Epstein fake suicide. That it wasn't a fake, there wasn't a suicide. He was killed. Yeah, he was killed because all of the other powerful, rich people that he had set up for doing favors for all the teenage people that were uh, abused uh, got to him or got to the guards and killed him or made it look like a suicide, and it was really not something that he would do. So, yep. I kind of, I kind of can see that. You Epstein know, did not kill himself. He didn't kill himself. I kind of see like it's very easy to pay yeah. off some guards with a, a ton of money, and you don't even need a ton of money, ten grand, which is nothing to anybody. Especially but the I'd kind of people that they were talking about. All you need is a guard with a daughter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I kind of think you know I've, I, I know there's. Netflix documentaries on it or specials or, or whatever. I haven't watched any of them. It's just kind of like when as I'm researching this, I'm looking at all the conspiracies. I'm like, that's kind of what I think would be something that would be true. Mm -hmm. So didn't even realize it was a conspiracy. I thought it was a fact. <laughs> so I put I put I put conspiracy theories that I thought were so stupid I can't believe anyone believes them. So we'll go with number two is flat Earth. What? You mean it's not flat? <laughs> it's yeah. You don't. <laughs> when you're looking at pictures, oh, yes, it's flat Earth. <laughs> oh, Keith. Okay, okay. Disprove this one, <laughs> Keith. <laughs> you and your son. Yo, this is one where you could use your physics to disprove it, right, oh, Keith? Yeah, that's exactly. Use it's, your science, <laughs> Keith. Yeah, I, I everybody knows the I, ocean falls off just like in Thor. <laughs> When it just goes yeah. off into space and comes underneath, I, I we know that. The, I seen Pirates of the Caribbean what three or whatever. Yeah, I seen that too. <laughs> but yeah, it's like we're gonna have to have to talk about Keith's. I, I can I can believe Hollow Earth more than I can believe <laughs> Flat Earth. Okay, okay, Keith, Mister Round Earth. <laughs> 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 oh, woo! Okay. So, <laughs> Round Earth Keith. We know all those pictures can be faked from uh, from yes, space yes. and stuff. Yeah. They've never and, been to space. And the air, of course the, the they're faking go, go just keep on circling in a oh, big circle you don't go, and make it pretend. <laughs> there's no way that the flight goes up to Canada and down back down oh, into the U.S. It just no. goes straight across. 
shortest easy line between is it two to points. fake a compass? Come on, guys. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, I love this shit. <laughs> well, I gotta go with and Brian, I hope I'm not gonna steal one of yours. He's only but, got one left, so. But one of my favorites, just because they link in a, a great filmmaker with it, and is, oh, uh, is the, the moon landing was actually filmed by Stanley Kubrick. Well, that much true. Yeah. I wish you could have seen the air quotes. <laughs> moon landing. Yeah. And uh, the, his, his confession of the moon landing is secretly Easter egged into The Shining and all of his other movies. Like the, the pattern of the carpet is, you know, the, the lunar rover shape and all this. It's just, guys, come, just fucking read a book. Get I got to tell you. There's better things to fucking. There is a great. Wait, you don't believe it? Conspiracy theory on The Shining that I will share with you. That when you when you hear it, you will go, "Oh my God!" The entire movie changes. But what is your number one, Brian? My number one conspiracy one. theory is it Paul McCartney is dead? No, because oh. everybody knows he is. <laughs> <laughs> and that uh, it's in the songs. Listen, yes. Phil Tartarovsky has had a great career <laughs> being Phenomenal. Paul McCartney. Yeah, yeah. He's gotten a lot of money. Mine, my conspiracy, my number one conspiracy theory is is the discrediting of conspiracy theories. Ah. How is the big push to discredit anyone who would come up with this conspiracy theory? As being uh, a lunatic or a madman or inferior in intelligence. By doing that, then you, you relegate. You play right into cons- it. Yeah. You, you, and, and all you have to do when you want to do something like by- assassinating a president in 1963 is by calling anybody who would call it a conspiracy theory a nut. And so, and they've, they've perpetuated that and have done a wonderful propaganda campaign. Uh, because many conspiracy theories, oddly enough, have proven to be true. And maybe that's another top uh, three we could talk about. But, uh, yeah, how they discredit the conspiracy theorist uh, as being a nut. and um, Encounters with the men in black are so bizarre that you can only attribute the, them to somebody who's insane, insane. or yeah. mentally yeah. disturbed. Yeah, or, oh, yeah, okay, Lee Harvey Oswald didn't kill Kennedy, okay. Mike, do you have a backup for your number one? Uh, I got a long list. I was trying to find one, <laughs> find one that is is probably w- well known. Um, as I'm looking at my list here, I'd probably say that the whole oh, Illuminati. Yeah, I, w- I was going to go with that, that but I'm going to go with uh, cell towers uh, and the 5G is what gives you COVID. So what? yeah, so I had not heard that. <laughs> really, yes. I've heard that. I've not yes. heard five G gives you COVID. Yeah, yeah, well, the cell towers. So, um, so they're I, beaming COVID into us. Yes. So what I heard was, uh, and my brother, who is a, a driver, he went to Michigan on a run for with his truck, and uh, gets off out of the truck, and he's talking to the guys on the dock, and the guys are like uh, talking about cell phones and the tower. He's like, you don't have your cell phone on you because you know, if you have 5G, that tower right there is going to give you COVID. And he's like, what are you talking about? He's like, the cell phone towers put out a signal that give you COVID. 
and wow. it, COVID didn't happen until all the cell phone towers got 5G put up. 5G came around. Yeah, and 5G oh, came that's around. That's why I got my, my 15 year old phone. I'll never get the COVID. <laughs> So I, I just and that's why that you was, can't get a phone signal in my store because. So I thought it was just kind of, just, I've heard it so many times recently, especially during twenty twenty. You gotta hang out with different people. I know. I know. Yeah, because I've no, never I, heard that one. That yeah. one is interesting. To I've, me. Heard of, I've heard it. Yeah. The, the whole. I mean, there was. I think in France they actually were having uh, demonstrations where people were trying to tear down five G towers because they wanted the towers down because they didn't want to get COVID. And the government had to step in and say, you, you can't be taking down the 5G towers and expect your cell phone to work. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I did hear the killing of the bees, but not uh, COVID. Yeah. Huh. Well, everyone knows that bees are susceptible All right. to COVID. We've got a minute left to do Keith's in mind. Number one. Keith, what's your number one? I'll just say two words. Lizard people. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> unless they're fighting, fighting Spider-Man, they don't exist. <laughs> Hillary Clinton. Uh, go on. Not a listen person. She just looks like she, she could be. Brian, I'm surprised that you. my number one did, did not come from you. That is not the timer. We've got 30 seconds. Everyone knows that Kennedy's bumped off Maryland. Oh, yeah. What? Is that a theory? I always thought, well, I mean, I don't think it's ever been proven, <laughs> therefore it's a conspiracy. You know what, I thought about that, and, and again, it was it was the um, the low-hanging fruit for me, but uh, I don't know who killed Marilyn, but Marilyn was killed. I don't know that it was the Kennedys, but I do know Marilyn was killed. I do not believe she committed suicide. And Burn Batman and Robin are a couple. <laughs> And the, the last conspiracy is how you guys are conspiring to make this podcast the absolute worst piece of... I'm just kidding. <laughs> Anyways! <laughs> that is our top three. <laughs> conspiracy theories. Take what, with you, with what you will. Believe it or not. <laughs> Believe it or not. All right, so the podcast is about to get a lot worse because we are talking the worst movie of the of uh, we're talking the worst movie yeah, ever right. for this Got week, worse. and that's number thirty nine, and that is they saved Hitler's brain from nineteen sixty eight, directed by David Bradley, written by Steve Bennett and Peter Miles, and starring Walter Stocker, Audrey Clare, Carlos Rivas. John Holland and Marshall Reed, and, and, not, and not in the main credits, is the fantastic Nestor Paiva, who was the go-to Mexican guy in, like, every 40s and 50s thing. He was in uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon. He was the sheriff that was very good at his job, which was to follow orders. So, yes, you have uh, the Nazis hole up in a uh, fictional South American country uh, with the remains of Hitler, which are his, his head in a jar... Futurama style. That's what Futurama is. And um, mm -hmm. there's something that has to do with nerve gas. Yeah. G gas. G gas. And as bad as a, a, of, of a director that uh, that Ed Wood was, he might have shot Night for Day and then got him kind of mixed up or whatever. He didn't have eight years of filming in between different scenes of the movie. It wasn't just yes. eight years. They, <clears throat> it wasn't even the same. 
uh, crew because the the studio, from what I read, when they bought the film that was made originally, the second half was made in 63, it wasn't long enough for the studio. So they hired UCLA students yes. to go and film another 18 to 20 minutes, which is the first part of the movie. And when you're watching it, you're like, what the <laughs> hell is going on? Yeah, that was so convoluted. At some one point, I thought it was going to break out into a porn scene. I did, too. I exactly. Did too. When, she, did when, too. when the when, when, cop when was... Tony comes in, my wife's watching it with me, and she goes, is this going to go into yeah, softcore yeah. porn? I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. If, if they kiss, I don't know. He was ahead of the scale. He had the 70s porn mustache in the 60s. Yes. Was, oh, he was ahead of yeah. Yes. He was he was a Renaissance man. Yeah, there's so jarringly you've yes. got like the you've got the sixty three you know the the vast majority of the movies in sixty three so that's basically just the fifties continued, exactly. and then you've got like sixty eight where it's like the guy's got mutton chops on a big mustache and the gals wearing a mini skirt and it was just and there was a VW Beetle and stuff like that it was just Tony all over the place. Yeah. Tony and Tony George. And, Tony George. and George. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I did check out the Mad Men of Madripoor, I think is what it is. is that's or, the, no, that's the original That's the original movie. That's the 1963 film, which oddly enough was better quality. But it starts at um, the elephant killing scene. Okay. That's where the original yeah, movie yeah. starts. Uh, I did not think that the, uh, the tack on was uh helped it at all no it didn't do anything it just yeah, made the, everything more convoluted and yeah, the inspiration for the blues brothers as, yes as hitmen yes yeah. <laughs> well, no, oh my they, god when they did shoot it the ucla students obviously were did not know hey this the continuity because half of it was during the day and half of it oh, was the during car the night chase. and the car chase they were driving for so long, it got from daylight into nighttime, that time and back to the and daylight. Back to daylight. Yeah. I mean, it was just... Well, 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 George was falling asleep, and then all of a sudden he's looking like he's over-energized looking behind him, and then he's falling asleep again. <laughs> all right, and correct me if I'm wrong, like, in the in the 68 part, like, the boss that sent the guy out to, like, go get the papers or whatever, he, like, ended up shooting at him. Like, he was, like, a yes, double agent like or he something. Was, like, yeah. he was behind all of it. To start with, okay. Or, you know, so, and was there any? Because I, I kind of like was trying to process this. Like, was there any explanation for this? No, no. Okay, no. So, conservation of characters. We just had this many people in the part, the extra parts we were shooting, and we we're going to make him the bad guy. Then, all right. Uh, I will say, yeah, I like this one. Oh God, I like this movie. Okay, I have. To, I have been thinking this ever since I got done watching this. I have never, and I, I, have, I don't think anybody's ever said this in the history of filmmaking. I have never seen a movie that needed a masked Mexican wrestler in it more than this movie. <laughs> this movie had all the makings of a Santo movie or a Mil Moscaris movie or whatever, and it was lacking that that Mexican luchador character. You know what? You're right. That could have only made it better. That could That's have the, only that, elevated this El film. Santo could have saved this movie. And you had uh, like a Carmen Miranda wannabe, right, that, yep. uh, doing the dance in the bar. You had that. You had uh, the, the cop, attention. like you said, the, the standard uh, Mexican cop that was in every movie. And you had the, the mayor, who I think I've seen him in a lot of other movies, too. Yeah, there was a lot of go-to Hispanic actors yes. in this one. 
Yes. Like I'm sure if you combed the uh, all the the the, the 50s uh, western TV shows, like whenever they needed a, a bandido or something right, like that, it, it was, was one of these same, guys. You, know? these, yeah. you look up any of them IMDb, and it's like a hundred. Fifty. They worked a lot. Roles and it's all one episode. And it's yeah. and it's the same they were name. In Doro. They were in <laughs> yeah. Pedro. Yeah. Pedro. Cisco Kid. They were in. They were never. Um, I can't believe you. you I can't believe movie. you like this one, Brian. Like the, the, I couldn't even enjoy this on like I, I was looking forward to this as a oh my god I've always heard about this movie I've never seen it before it's got to be bad stuff and it was just it was too much talking it was boring too much it was talking. The word guy. I, I uh, mind you. I enjoyed the dialogue. I really did. I. It was not. Um, I mean, it was bad in the sense that it was not realistic, but it was good in the sense that it like wasn't, I, I needed that Woodsian take itself so seriously, and it just it was just gibberish, man. I just didn't dig it. Oh, I, the 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 scientific theory behind it and the 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 plot was horrible. Was what was that? One? Yeah, there there was a plot and it was horrible. But the dialogue getting there, I thought that the main actor guy was Phil or Bruce or Doug. <laughs> yeah, he was all sure. Was all let's three. go with that. It was Doug, <laughs> Phil, Bruce. He, uh, I liked his delivery. Oh, he was your typical 60, 50s, 60s tough guy, secret agent yeah. guy or whatever. He's yeah, right. but but then they threw in his wife. Who changed the dynamic a little bit? And and the wife's little sister. And the wife's little sister. Where did that come from? <laughs> and her. <laughs> we need to have an, a, again. I have never in my life. Oh, they were very nice. They held guns on us. <laughs> I, I I literally had to pause the movie. Like, are you? Did somebody actually just say that? Yeah, but when she was talking and he was going, no, speak American. I thought that that was funny as <laughs> shit. Oh, because she was supposed to be like a hipster. Because she was throwing the yeah, slang yeah. out. It was all slang. And I did want to see, and I didn't get to the part, I did want to see in the uh, original film if there was something that led to you believing that she would have married that guy at the end. Yeah, I she, didn't know if they did, cut something out. Fernando's bed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I like how they did the, uh, what was the last one we watched? Uh, with the carpet monster. Oh, Creeping Terror? Yeah, Creeping Terror. I like how they did that with, when they're talking on the phone, you just hear one side of the conversation. You can see her. <laughs> you can see her talking, but they just gave you one side of the conversation, and I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that a lot. Uh, but, I mean, if that was made in originally 63, which, like Lance said, is basically one of the 50s movies. Yeah. And you have the... The little blonde girl, on, you know, jumps into bed with the first, uh, with the hero of the story. Wouldn't that make her a whore? Yeah, see? Yeah. Okay. That seems a little unoriginal. Okay, you've been it? listening to us too much, Mike, to know how to coax a whore out of Brian. Really? Coax? You need to coax? You need to coax whore out of me? Uh, I'm sorry, not, not, it wouldn't be, yeah, coax would be the right. Q. 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 Yeah. yeah. He set that up. I set that up. Yeah, yeah, I had to lob it in there. Uh, yeah, and that's that curveball. That's, right. that's what I was thinking the entire scene, by the way. What a whore. But uh, I liked her. I liked the characters. I liked the dynamic. I thought that this would have been a fun series of films uh, with oh, just stupid. God. Yeah, with stupid. And tell me that the guy who played Hitler, the best scene in the entire fucking movie was, don't worry, my Fuhrer, we'll do it ourselves. We'll go to the square. The look on Hitler's face, which was 
What? What? That that kind of scared, terrified. What? Look, I I was crying. I that was so well done. Uh, whoever played Hitler. But it took forty five minutes, at least forty five minutes, before they, you even got the hint of. Hitler was involved in the in movies. Somehow, yeah, I know. It, it, it was a long build to that. It was a long build. And then he, he really didn't have any lines except when he was yelling at the, at the doctor <laughs> yeah. before in they could full, operate him. In full uh, uh, addressing the uh, the uh, uh, the rally crowd. You know, like full, right. like, you know. Oh, yeah, it was. Gesticulating Hitler, you know. And he was like talking to his doctors that way. It was like, really? He's you, like, he wasn't like that all the time, I don't think. No, after, he wasn't. Well, after you see the, after the operation and they put the, the fishbowl or jar. the jar on his head, I mean, he, there's no lines, he doesn't do anything, no facial expressions except eye movements. That's all it was, was eye movements. But he did a right. brilliant job with those. I mean, he was an actor who took a small part and really made it his own. I just would have liked to have something more if it's you saved Hitler's brain, just Figure out a way to make them so you can have a couple lines and you can hear them say, you know, some stupid stuff. Dunkoff. Yeah, exactly. One, one, one Dunkoff. Exactly. You know, Didn't raise... he say Mach Schnell at yeah, one was... point? Mach Schnell, Mach Schnell. Well, yeah, that's make haste or whatever, but yeah. Yeah, but I think he said it once. It just, I, I would like to have seen more of it. It's just kind of like, okay, they saved Hitler's brain. What's for what? What's the purpose? He's just... They're going to goldfish, dead. big goldfish in a tank. They're going to transplant it into Lou Costello. Oh, wait, there was... And then no, they only had two Nazis. Yeah, yeah. They had two Nazis. The army of fanatics, uh, you know, that are, are reviving the Third Reich, there was only two of them. Yeah, there's two of them. You so, just got to look at that. And then everybody in the town was against these two Nazis. But nobody could speak up. Does that mean the two guys at the beginning of the movie... In the movie that looked like the Blues Brothers with the long hair and the, were those Nazis or were those they for the Nazis government or agents or, or they worked, they worked for, the for the Nazis? I think they worked for the Nazis. I, you need they a word map for this. Yeah, they especially worked for the, the matchbook the people, people. trying to bump off the people who would have. Or they worked for the corrupt guy, the headed guy that sent the in the beginning the, the boss. This was a film of subtleties. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. I would You're writing it. your own script here, Brian. It's, it's all. Yeah. It's a film of you got to pay attention to it, what's it, yeah. going on. I think it's like if it's the so four deep, of us, no one can dive down far enough to find the, the meaning. I the think pearl. if the four yeah. of us wrote a script and we put it together, it would be better than what this movie was. Not working on it, just you write part of the movie, you write part of the movie, you write part of the movie, and then throw it together, and that's what. That would be better than this one. Wow, so we could have an action adventure with an extended uh, graphic sex scene in the middle. Of it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, I buy so that. With a bunch of comedy so, thrown so, in. So, so it's Thor: Love and it's Thunder. Thor: Love and Thunder. Ah. Oh, okay. Well, talk <laughs> Were about their boobs in that. No, there was, there was Chris Hemsworth's ass. Oh. Oh. So, Not Chris Hemsworth's ass aside. I don't believe I just said that. Uh, how many B's do we give uh, They Saved Hitler's Brain, boys? Uh, even though I like this one, I'm only giving it two. I can't go that high. I can't go that high. Half, half a B. Half a B. It was wow. bad. It was I want to hear yours, Lance. 
Little B. I, 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 I was B. so I, I was I literally was looking forward to this one as an appreciation. I, I was hoping for for bad movie gold on this one. I was really hoping I, this was going to be something special. It was not. He's so a words guy. What's rating? Hold on. <laughs> oh, are you? Are you? Have you? Obviously, you don't listen to the podcast because every time I try to get a rating on you, guys. Oh well, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk for five more minutes before I give my rating. Okay, it was a half a star because, like Brian said, it got made. Half a B. Half a B. It got made. And it's the only guy who watches twice. Why did you watch why it did, twice? Why would you watch this twice? I almost watched if it twice. I watched it a, the original. Yeah, if so you give it a half that. of a star, just. For I, each time you watched it. I was trying to figure out if I missed something the first time. <laughs> I'm like, huh. No. I, did I doze off? You did not. I, I will uh, I will go. It was so good on this. Um, <laughs> I'll give it one and a half stars. All right. That was They Saved Hitler's Brain. Your mileage may vary. All right, so for this week's edition of Sunday Afternoon Kung Fu Theater, we have watched the sequel to Ip Man. It is Ip Man 2 Electric Boogaloo, or if you will, The Wrath of Ip Man from 2010. Again, directed by Wilson Yip, written by Edmund Wong, and starring the fantastic Donnie Yen and uh, an old-school legend Sammo Hung, uh, Wang Xiaoming, Lin Hung, Darren Shavali, and Kent Cheng. And um, Brian, you had feared that the sequel was not going to be as good as the first one. You were afraid? I was afraid. Oh. And, and it was And it so, wasn't. Yeah, my fears were uh, founded. Yes. Not that this was a horrible movie. Eh, this is... A- out of all the ones that we've watched so far, this was probably my least favorite. I really like Donnie Yen. So do I. So that helps. A lot. A lot. I enjoy the relationship between uh, Ip Man and his wife. Yes. Yeah. I, For some reason, that just clicks with me. Uh, they don't go into it a whole lot, but um, there's actually, actually been growth within that relationship. So I enjoy that. Um, I would say that if you're going to watch this movie, please don't watch the dubbed version. Oh, did you watch the dubbed version? I did watch the dubbed version. It's on Netflix. I did too, yeah. Um, the, uh, the one guy with the Boston accent, (laughs) I, (laughs) was so hard to, and then Donnie Yen's voice I did not enjoy. (laughs) I, 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 I agree with that because... You know, one of the good things I think that comes out of this podcast for listeners is, you know, we get exposed to things and maybe give a a boost to something or watch something that is a really good movie and uh, we might not know about it. So I watched Ip Man, the original, after last week's broadcast, and it was just like you said, fantastic. It was an excellent movie. It's one of my now favorite uh, action kung fu movies, and I, I'm not a huge kung fu guy like you are, Lance, but I just thought it was a phenomenal movie. And then to watch this one afterwards, I, my expectations were really high, and this one did not meet them. I, I agree, I like Donnie, 
uh, Yen. I think this one was a little bit uh, preachy as to how how the British were running Hong Kong as far as, you know, maybe it was just the one guy, but they showed that one guy a lot being brutal with everybody. And, I, and you mentioned last week that a lot of the history and the brutality that went on, you know, from the Japanese, I think that was that time. And, you know, I'm sure there were British soldiers that were kind of doing the same thing. But I, I, I wanted to see more of the interaction with uh, Samo and, and Ip Man. You know, yeah. you can kind of, they're, it's one of those, they're adversaries and then become, there's a common enemy. It turns out to be the British. I just kind of wanted more out of this movie after the first one. You know, I'm glad that you bring up that it was the British because in the dubbed version, it was the Australians. <laughs> actually, the and it, I actually watched the the uh, the Chinese language version, uh -huh. and, and and all the British guys were all Australians. Yeah. They were all Australians, yeah. and yeah. I could not remember when Australia took over China. <laughs> <laughs> you slept in that class. I, that was the yeah. That must have been the one I missed. They just used all of the dangerous animals there in Australia. Oh my God, Jesus Christ! Yeah, let's see how your kung fu stands up against the platypus. And, and I thought too with this one, there's a little bit more wire foo on this one than before. I mean, the whole uh, the fight on the table yeah. and and that wasn't all real. Oh, with, shut up. With the turned around uh, stools, I mean, looking this up, I found out that Samuel Hung, not only was he the fight choreographer, he was a fight choreographer on the first one. Oh, oh okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, and, and you know, I kind of wanted the, the same style and, and, every, and what seemed like more brutality, more actual physical work, and this one seemed a little bit more leaning towards the whole wire foo stuff. Okay. Crouching tiger... The stakes in this one, I thought, were lessened. Great, because obviously that you know we talked we 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 talked about it at length last time that you and we're talking about the occupy you know an occupying army in China and stuff like that. This was and just to, to kind of get the so it man survives his his encounter with the Japanese. The Japanese obviously are thrown out of China after World War Two. He moves to Hong Kong to start his his Wing Chun school and. This is the story of him, you know, competing with the other uh, schools, which was very Shaw Brothers old school. I was school. thinking the same thing. But um, then they, they bring in the whole, okay, well, Br Britain is running Hong Kong as one of their colonies. And I'm sorry, I don't care how good of a boxer. I mean, you've got, you've literally got Ip Man taking on, like, masters of Kung Fu. And, and to me, there's like a... There's a magic to kung fu, you know, where there's a there's something about it, you know. And I, mean, I don't know if it's the 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 spirituality or the key or whatever. Um, that I don't think an American or a British boxing champion, no matter, it, it just looks like there's no way that this British boxing champion is going to lay a glove on this guy, especially because it's Donnie Yen and the guy's just a, like amazing. Well, after Drago killed uh, Apollo, I mean, uh, uh, Twister killed <laughs> Hung, then. Rocky, I mean, uh, it did. It did have it, a lot. Man of, had to avenge him, and Keith. This was Rocky. It yes, was Rocky absolutely. Four. He even came out. It was Rocky Four. He even came out with the British flag. And draped then everyone cheered yeah. for Rocky. I mean, Ip Man at the end. <laughs> it was awesome. It was Rocky Four. I'm watching this. Me and Brandon were watching this. And go, 
This is Rocky Four. Absolutely. He even gives a speech at the end. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I did. And I expected him to walk through the, the ring going, Queen Queen Well, the funny part was uh, when they brought up the taking him out in three punches, uh, it man, uh, it man's uh, student, Leon, yeah, Leon the actual actually fight. did it that. Yeah. yeah. He yeah. actually fought a 240-pound uh, German or Russian. Ger- doctor, uh, Russian. And, and took him out in three punches. So there is. This so is based in came fact. For, for yeah, from yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Because because he trained him. So by that fact, he beat him. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. The the stakes were lessened. It wasn't. Yeah. Uh, well, I think there was less. Uh, also, less he cared about the characters because, you know, at the beginning they show his what was his brother or brother in law that brother. gets his yeah, brother gets yeah. uh, gets a bullet in the head from the. Uh, Japanese, Japanese, Japanese when yeah. they were driving away, yeah. which at the end of the first one, you're like, wait a minute, he was in the car, they were fine, he was, and all of a sudden you see it, and then there's really not a lot until he comes back all steals crazy. Steals duck, yeah. Yeah, and he steals the duck, but, I mean, after that, you're kind of like, well, yeah, did he go to try to take him, care of him? Yeah, yeah. Did he try Did he try to help him? Did no, he go? Right. I thought that was actually a really good scene for Donnie Yen, by the way. They also show him during his training going back to see and, his and, brother. And see, yeah. Like, yes. To feed, to give him food yeah. and all that. But stuff. I, th- and I, I just wanted to see more of that because I liked that character in the first movie. Yeah. You know, he went out of his way to do whatever it was to. to but he help got him. replaced by a, a, a newspaper editor. Who right. Was exactly. Get him out of jail. And right. Exactly. And that's they wore exactly the same glasses. So they did. That's true. They did wear the same glasses. Also, apparently, a bullet in your head means you don't need glasses anymore. No, he can see perfectly now. He just can't remember or distinguish people. Was, was yeah. that what he well, said? He doesn't, well, he, he he doesn't remember that he can't see. <laughs> he doesn't remember. He doesn't he remember what being able to see things look like. So this is normal to him. He does remember it, man. At the end, though. Hey, yeah. there was a guy. I, there's a. a I just. W- I was waiting for the. I was waiting for the Brian watched a YouTube video. <laughs> no, he, I didn't. It was a. Uh, I think it was 2020. Where they had a thing on memory. And there is a guy who actually, he was blinded in an accident. He got the brain injury prior to the blinding. So he doesn't know, he doesn't remember that he's blind. So if you're talking to him, he will describe you exactly like he's if looking he's met at you. you before. Yeah, like he, and, and he can see you. He will describe what you're wearing. He'll describe your hair oh, really? color. He'll describe everything about you. He is completely and utterly wrong. None of it is. <laughs> so none of, so, is, so, none so of it is. This is why he can relate to that guy. None of it is close, but the guy doesn't remember he's blind, so he so thinks he, he can he, see. He, yeah, it's an interesting memory thing. Yeah, yeah. So he's envisioning someone. Yes. Yeah, so he he thinks he can see, and so he's he's going to describe you in your red shirt, uh, which you're not wearing. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's a, that's an actual thing, but. Uh, I don't know that they covered that in this film. Obviously, uh, no, you don't no. need glasses after a traumatic brain injury um, because it fixes it. Everyone knows that. Or you just don't care anymore. Well, I, I thought one of the other scenes, the, the scene I really did like, I thought the fight scene at the fish market <laughs> with the skid and the pallet. I will never look at a pallet. I, I deal with pallets on a daily basis. And I will you, never look at a pallet the same way again. And you can lift it up and flip it over. All like I kept that. thinking. Oh, I do that daily on a daily basis. Yeah. I mean, uh, is how heavy a fucking yeah. pallet. Yeah, is. exactly. It's fifty pounds. Yeah. yeah. I just moved a pallet the day before we watched the day this. of. The day of, yeah. And it's like, 
because we got some shipments yeah. and I'm like, I move this pallet. I'm like, fuck, are these getting heavier? Yeah. And then and I've seen him go, woo, woo. Yeah. Graded pallets is 50 pounds. That's what we tear out at work on the scales, 50 pounds. So I was watching that going, either that's made out of some thin <laughs> wood. That was but, like Kia pallet. Yeah, but I did, I did like how he used it. I did like the idea of using it against all the... The knives, swords the swords. Yeah. I like the fact that when he got the sword, he yeah. turned it around yeah. so that he wasn't using it he to hurt people. Yeah. Right. He was hurting them, but he, was, he, but he wasn't him. killing them. He's right. Slapping Slap them upside the head. Slap. Yeah. Yeah. I um, that was an awesome fucking fight. The table fight scene. You're right. With the wire foo was a little much. Yeah. But it was still fun to watch. It was. I'm not saying it was broken in half and flipped over (laughs) like four rows back, and they both landed. Yeah, I wasn't saying it wasn't fun to watch, but especially when you compare it to the first one, this just seemed a little bit more over the top as far as what the fight scenes were. You know what's interesting? I think is that when you're watching the fight scenes, especially as well choreographed as they are, the wire foo stands out. I mean, it just stands out. Well, Samuel went back to his roots. Yeah, is what it is. Because he he grew up he 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 started in late sixties right correct he was he he came up with Jackie Chan yeah so they were using that a lot he's Jackie Chan's dad no yes, he's not Jackie was, Chan's that's dad what he said yes <laughs> no he's his brother came up with him oh yeah well he's he was familiar with everybody I mean he worked with Jackie Chan he worked with Jet Li he worked with uh, Bruce Lee yeah he's like he's like old over. school old school. Okay, and then tell me that that wasn't one of the silliest points in the movie was the young Bruce Lee. You when know. he did the nose thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. After, you know, because after uh, that ended, I looked it up because I did, obviously, like I said last week, when I looked and listened and watched the movie, found out that, okay, Bruce uh, Lee was, that was his master. Yes. Right? Yep. And I just learned that, that never knew that all the years I was watching Bruce Lee movies and taking karate never knew that so I found that out looked it up and found out that um, for the movie the idea was to have this part of Ip Man's life where he trained Bruce Lee that was what they were going to do as far as Ip Man 2 the problem was Bruce Lee's family would not give them the rights to exactly, use his likeness. They, they've, as a, got as his, a, they've got his rights sewn up. Right. So it was basically, okay, we can't do what we want to do, so we're going to do the whole focus on uh, the fight that Ip Man didn't even do in yeah. real life. It yeah. was his student. So I, I kind of liked and learned about that, and I kind of liked the little Bruce Lee not at the end. I uh, Yes, I agree. It was totally over the top. <laughs> the kid, really, I thought he looked like a young Bruce Lee. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. They um, had to get across that this was the young Bruce. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they and they showed, you know, during the credits, they're showing the montage of the, of the yeah, two together and the pictures yeah, and yeah. stuff. So I actually, kind of liked I thought that at the end. When I when we when we started off, the very first guy, Leung, who comes to him and who's actually the guy who who pals around with him and stuff like that, yeah. that guy bore a striking resemblance <laughs> yeah. to Bruce yes. Lee. And yeah. I, I kind of was like, Bruce oh, Lee. is this where they're going with this? And then they said, and I was I was like even looking up like, oh well, what's you know, because obviously Bruce Lee was his anglicized name. What was his real name? And I'm like, wait, this isn't the, the same guy or whatever. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, he, they may have gotten him because they were thinking about doing the Bruce Lee story. Yeah. And then they went, oh, we can't do it. Well, Yeah, that's true. We'll use him as this other character, you know, a real person. And... So not as good as the first one as many sequels are, gentlemen. On the either Buddha Palm or Five Deadly Venom scale, Which how I... many, uh, what do we rate this one? You know what? I'm still going to give it three and a half. 
just the the fight scenes were brilliant. That pallet uh, fish market scene was just unfucking real. And again, just how fast that guy moves when he that that the, end the last the punches, box, yeah. When he's going at him, <clears throat> and he just he takes out his arm and he takes out his shoulder and he's <laughs> bopping his ribs and he's just everything he's doing. You're just like, oh, okay, this is that's really him hitting him. Or, that's not. Oh god. Oh. Yeah. I was gonna say, or when he's punching him, and like his boxing gloves are basically yes. hitting him yeah, in the face. Yeah, like, <laughs> stop hitting yourself. Stop hitting yourself. <laughs> All right, Mike. What was what? What would you give Ip Man two on the Deadly Venom scale? I was t- spending a lot of time thinking about this because uh, if I put Ip Man the original at you know five or like Brian said last week, seven Deadly Venoms or five Deadly Venoms. I would say this one is probably three because I had such high expectations after the first movie. And I watched them pretty close together. I think I watched uh, Ip Man on Friday and Ip Man 2 on Saturday. So it was kind of like, I'm excited. I'm ready to go. This is going to be a great movie. And it was a letdown. So I got to say three on this one. Keith, what do you got? Um, I'm going to give it three and a half Deadly Venoms. I, you know, like I said, it. It it became more entertaining to me when I realized it was Rocky Four. I'm like, like okay, <laughs> where this is going? All right. Um, yes, on the uh, compared to the first one, this yeah. is a pale shadow of the original. The stakes weren't there. I was going to go with two and a half stars, but then everybody just kind of echoed my sentiments. Just that fish market fight scene. Yes. I'm going to bump it up. I'm going to go three and a half stars just for the fish market fight scene. All right. That is Sunday afternoon Kung Fu Theater. Oh, no. By the way, Mike, I don't know if you know this, but uh, I will have my revenge. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. All right. So we have been following along with my new favorite series, Star Trek Strange New Worlds. And we've gotten to uh, episode two, entitled Children of the Comet. And, uh... You get to find out a little bit more about everybody in this one. It seems like they're uh, they're telling each story from a different crew member's standpoint, or or, or they're they're introducing more backstory for each crew member in in in, uh, in individual episodes. So this is Cadet Uhura's big feature. Uh, she has and one of the, uh, the bits that I thought was really cool was that the that Pike's a cook. Yes, and he cooks dinner yes. for random members of the. Or I don't know about random, but there's a captain's dinner where he. Brings in different uh, pe- pe- people from the crew and cooks some dinner and finds out what's going on in the ship and very uh, very uh, cool leadership thing I think. Yeah, I, I um, the more that they're introducing with Pike, the more I like Pike. Uh, just as a captain, he's got a cool kind of um, leadership vibe. Yeah. Well, even on I watched uh, all the seasons of Discovery and that's where they had Anson Mount introduce Captain Pike. You know, start on that. And I liked him in that show. I liked him better than the people in Discovery. So I think he's doing well. And I like the fact that, you know, when, at this captain's dinner, uh, when they bring Uhura in, they tell her, oh, it's it's dress yeah. uniform. <laughs> they, you gotta they're hazing them. They're, they're hazing, hazing her. her. Yeah, that, that was that nice was to see. It's it kind of like, you know, it's more down to earth and more uh, humanity in it, I think. So a little bit more humor. But. I thought that was a good part. Well, too. yeah, we find out that O'Hur speaks what was it 37? 34 or thirty-seven yeah. languages or something yeah. like that. I thought yeah. that was pretty cool. That was cool. Yeah, and the look that they that they gave because every I think they said, "Oh, I, 
Pike says it, I think. He, he says, you speak 16 languages. Yeah. She goes, no, 37 or 34 or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah. And everybody kind of looks and goes, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, I like what they're doing with the Hura. Oh, yeah. I, I, and the, the gal they got playing her is fantastic. Uh, yeah. I would say outside of Nichelle Nichols, she is the best. <laughs> Way to go out on a limb there and take a stand, Brian. <laughs> All right, but yes, so they uh, in their uh, duties, they come across a comet that is going to crash into a kind of uh, uh, remote, uh, I don't want to say Stone Age, but, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, less to, yeah, n- not advanced planet. Uh, people are kind of living in huts and stuff like that. Uh, they go to change the course using photon torpedoes, whatever, and they discover that the, the comet has a... As a four shield, and, yeah. and uh, and then they're uh, after assaulting the comet, there the the comet shepherds come, and they say this is the Mahit, and it is uh, the arbiter of life, which I thought was a pretty neat kind of a, a little bit more advanced than than an original series. I think this was almost more like a, a next gen script. Yeah, if you will. yeah, yeah, yeah. I you know what? Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, I, I think it would have been, and I thought. Seriously, I thought it was going to be a boring as shit episode. I was like, you guys wowed me with episode one, and now you're pulling this shit out? Uh, Actually, I was kind of bored during the whole space egg part, where they're up, they finally get past the force shield, they beam on the planet, and they're walking around, they can't figure out what this egg is. Even though, when she's humming, nobody else sees the egg kind of glowing, yeah. you know, kind of... Like I said, sync. this is a, rather than an original series script. It's a, it's a yeah. next gen script, so it kind of is bad. Wow! <laughs> wow! Wow! Not a big fan of next gen. Anyways, let's bring down the room. Oh, plants. <laughs> um, no, you know what? Um, it was it was a next gen script with that that original series ending. I enjoyed by the ending. I enjoyed by the this. end. I, I wasn't sold on the entire like the the entirety of it. By the end, I was like, "Oh, it's one of these." Yes, and it was. It's cool. a Star Trek ending. Okay, it was cool. Uh, I was really happy. Yeah, it did that. The ending had the old Trek vibe, so I was really happy with it. And then it made me like the rest of the episode too, even the boring parts. Because I'm gonna agree, it was. Uh, yeah, this wasn't it, the strongest. Uh, I mean, and it was, and it's Sam Kirk is is, is James Kirk's brother. Yes, is okay, it his so brother? Or it's was... no, it's his brother. It's George Samuel Kirk, and he just always went by Sam. Okay, and, and then yeah, his, his brother George was his father, though, right? No, um, I would have to look up his father's name, but his father is not George. It could be George, and that's why he goes by Sam. I could be wrong. That is... Um, but you're on a roll, so maybe not. <clears throat> yeah, you know what? Sometimes when I get really forceful and I get really passionate about a thing, uh, it means I'm wrong. you got to run that out. <laughs> i got to run it out. Well, the long and the short of it is the uh, uh, the common has got this temple with this kind of, I don't know, sentient computer or whatever that responds to music. Of course, Uhura is, is uh, a linguist and obviously has a great singing voice and stuff like that. She kind of figures out a way that they can kind of communicate with it and whatnot. They get past the force field and Spock gets on a, uh, a, a uh, shuttlecraft and knocks the comet off course, but it also knocks a huge chunk of of uh, ice off of it and and kind of uh, deluges the planet and, and then you know they've kind of figured out like oh well the 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 comet knew this and they knew that your interference would would advance this this alien planet or whatever it's right? all it ordained. gives it water yeah and it they uh, bring water to it the planet life, yep. and everybody gets happier 
and brings and, life. Yeah. yeah. So and if it smashes into the planet, that's the way that the comet wanted it to be. Yeah, the shepherds are are threatening to, to destroy the Enterprise because this is the this is the way of the of the arbiter of life or whatever. I this thought is that was the good. way. You're. You're crossing up your your, uh, your, your stars. Just to let you know, Chris Hemsworth played George Samuel Kirk in the. In the, the it was, it was George Senior yeah. and yeah. it's George Junior, which okay, is why he goes it. by Sam. I do know that he has four kids. Maybe not yet, but he will. I want to see if they do a little bit of backstory on him because right now I kind of see him as he's almost like. Uh, Guy on Galaxy Quest, or with uh, yeah, he looks like Guy on Galaxy. Yeah, yeah he, he does. Used to shave the mustache and yeah. and uh, kind of do something valuable. I mean, he's standing there and it's going to blow up, and you stand right there. He's not wearing a red shirt. Yes, because I I just I got a feeling he's getting clipped. Wow. No, no, no because he he's he's got to make he's part of canon. Oh, he's part of canon. Yeah, okay. it's yeah, it would be like if they killed Uhura. What? Yeah, no. Okay, I had no idea he was part of Canada yeah. or whatever. So, okay. I just, I thought that we were going to go for the cheap, the cheap drama, you know, of, you know, oh, Kirk's brother was killed by the Klingons or something like that. So. And also, I did think it was his father until somebody pointed out that Kirk takes control of the Enterprise in like yeah. seven years. Right. So if oh, that's his true. dad, he's, right. he was, he was going at it young. Had to bring it in. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> He was uh, well, but he is a Kirk. So you know what? At eight, nine years old, he might have been. Well, that means we should see uh, Samuel with uh, an alien in at least the next couple yeah, episodes. Yeah. We should. We should. I don't think we will. I think that they're going to make him the boring Kirk. Well, he is. They've done a good job of that so far. Yes. I don't see any value in him. Uh, I'm kind of liking. Uh, Actually, one of the more minor characters, the, the kid that's on the transporter, where in the first episode they said, you know, you have to yeah. do this. And he's like, I, I, I don't know how to do that. Transporter doesn't do that. Yeah, it doesn't do that. Well, figure it out. Yeah. You got two minutes. You know, I, I kind of like him a little bit. And I think Nurse Chapel, they're kind of going a little too far on the crazy blonde side. I don't know how else <laughs> to say it. And she's just, she just seems way, for a nurse, kind of. All over the place. All over the place, yeah. And I don't know. I think she they need to rein her in a little bit and kind of make it like you are a nurse. You know, there should be some level of... Eh, I've, I, she's a very uh, emotional... I think they, they kind of came across in the original series even that Major Barrett kind of played her as a very emotional, heart-on-the-sleeve type of a, a person. Yeah. And I think that comes They're across in the later... That a little bit the, more. Yeah, in some of the other episodes. I like that character. I like the Nurse Chapel character. I like, <clears throat> um, and 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 I'm I'm, I'm a, I guess I'm a sucker for the engineer, but uh, I like Hammer. Yeah, I, yeah. I would agree and, with that. Yeah. And I was I, I, I was intrigued that the, that he's not an Andorian. He's a Aegir or Azir or something like that, which is a deaf, blind, telepathic Andoran or something like yes. that. Yes, which I thought was kind of cool. And I've got a soft spot for Andorians anyway because I really liked him in Enterprise. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of our favorites, the guy who does the voice for, uh, the question. Oh, uh, not Ken Schreiner, um, Jeffrey Combs. Jeffrey Combs. Yeah, plays yeah. him in, uh. He's the guy playing him in Strange New Worlds? No, oh, in, no. uh, in Enterprise. Oh, okay. So, uh, and he just does an unbelievable job. Well, I like Jeffrey Combs. And he's a, he's a reoccurring character, so. 
Uh, Keith, you're not saying anything. I got got my fill in. I don't need to. Mike's got it covered. Okay. We're not replacing you. Oh, you sure? Yes. That's well, how, that's I'm wearing you, a red shirt here. No. That's not what you told me when you were outside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just go ahead and talk over it. Don't worry. What's that? You guys covered pretty much everything, didn't you? Missed yeah. Something? But but you could have a thought on it. No. That would be <laughs> a thought. All right. So not not the. If I thought about it, I would be as, doing this. Not as strong as the pilot episode, but still a pretty like the end. The end is a gr- the end makes you like the rest of the the episode almost. It's a okay. it's a fun episode. Yeah. The um, only thing I'm kind of worried about is they're gonna keep pushing the whole uh, Christopher Pike. Do I? make the decisions do i not make the decisions is it is it fate do you make your own fate it seems like it's well, going to be well i think this proved that proved that things happen will happen regardless of what you you do or you make well if it was supposed to happen it was, it it was supposed exa- to right. yeah so th- but but they're going to i don't want them to keep I think that's harping why on that throughout the show was to, to show you that i've watched most of them and i don't think they they it's not a huge plot point like for the entire Run of the series. I've watched all of them, and I will say that it is not. Okay. Plus, he's got Spock. it comes up though. It comes up, and it needs to come up because that's kind of the premise of the series, right? Is what he's doing, um, and everyone knew, knows it happens. Everyone going in well, I, already, I'm, and I'm the, fine with it happening and coming up at you know critical points. I just don't want it to be like influencing every single decision he makes throughout the series. It does. No, it it does, does that it doesn't does. come up. That's fine. That that's does good. not come up. Good. Yeah. All right, so you still digging this one, fellas? Oh God, yeah. yeah. Yes. You okay. I still think that this this might be the best track. I've yet to be disappo- disappointed. All right, uh, that's episode two. Stick with us on this one. The three old geeks are now on YouTube. Check us out there, and don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. If you can't find us, stop by our Facebook page to get a link. And while you're there, drop us a line and let us know what you think of the podcast. Tune in next week, same geek time, on all your favorite apps for all new, all different material. Thanks a lot for listening, and hey, keep on geeking on.